This is Robert Mardlachi of the Mindshare Learning Report, Canada's Learning and Technology e-magazine. And welcome to This Week in Canadian EdTech. We have a very special unboxing edition. I'm honored to have join me for a Mindshare Learning TV moment, Jolene Levin, who is the CEO and co-founder of Norval Nibel out of the U.S., originally from Australia. And we'll learn a little bit more about that, who are a global leader uh, in innovative school furniture design. And uh, today we're going to discuss designing inspirational classrooms and schools of the future with well-being in mind. Thank you for joining me, uh, Jolene. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be having this chat with you today. Well, it was so great to connect with you at the Future of Education Technology Conference in, in Orlando back in January. That seems like a very long time ago, doesn't it? It does. It seems like ages ago. A lot's happened since then, and that was actually one of the first in-person events. Yep. And it was so great to connect with you. I was so impressed with your design thinking and your furniture display that you had in the exhibit area. Talk to me a little bit about the inspiration for Norval Nibel and uh, its origin. Awesome. Well, we started our company, as you said, in Australia um, about 12 years ago, and the inspiration actually came from... Um, the, the need to solve a problem, to be honest. So I always say that probably our company's biggest um, advantage in educational furniture and educational environments is that we came to it with no preconceived ideas. So we walked into a school about 12 years ago, a very innovative thinking principal was there at the time, and he really had a challenge on how do I progress education forward how do I teach new skills, these transferable, transversal skills that we talk about that are needed? How do I integrate the digital learning that's, you know, taking over education at the moment and create collaborative learning environments that really facilitate a change in behavior? And at the time, Robert, there was really no furniture that was or, or no design thinking around how to change spaces from that toolkit or furniture perspective to be able to achieve these types of things. And so we started to create very bespoke um, pieces for specific schools who are really progressing forward. So our mindset has only been progression. You know, how do we take learning forward? How do we create engaging spaces that see every learner as an individual and facilitate a change in the way that we teach and deliver content to, to individuals? Talk to me. Thank you for that. Talk to me about what drives your innovation and uh, design thinking and creativity? So we do a lot of listening and we do a lot of research and inquiry and, you know, get, get to a level of understanding so that we're not just putting desks and chairs into learning environments, but we're really understanding the not only the functional impact of the pieces that we're creating and designing, but the holistic human impact of the pieces that we're creating and designing as well. And I think when you, you, you start, you know, that design thinking process of thinking about how humans operate inside a space, um, how to break down, you know, those anxieties that we understand around learning and how to make sure that every child can walk into an environment and find their place and space in it. That's really where you get these powerful, impactful moments, you know, inside learning environments. And so that's really where, where a lot of the... Uh, you know, inspiration comes from. It's it's from the people that we're designing for. And of course, you have your own little uh, test market in your kids that were featured in that 
photo at, uh, on your main yeah. website. So perhaps they, they provide some inspiration as well, no doubt. Huge amount of inspiration because in, even in my little tribe, I've got uh, different kinds of learners and kids, you know, that are that need different things when they go into a, a learning environment and kids that are strong and, you know, have weaknesses in certain areas. So I learn a ton from them about what to do for sure. Isn't it amazing when you give kids agency, the, the, the things that they can do and the, and the feedback that they can provide because they are, they're so innocent, right? They, they, they tell it like it is, and it could be quite humbling sometimes. I know it is with my kids. Well, absolutely. And I'll tell you what's humbling is the is watching the the shift in how kids react and respond to their learning when you give them that agency and you give them a little bit of that power um, around their learning um, and you're able to differentiate it slightly. It, it really is, it's such a different experience to be able to learn like that than in, you know, the ways of the past. And I think we all know now we have to shift education forward in order to really propel the next generation, you know, even from a sustainability pers perspective, to be able to, you know, march forward and do the jobs that we don't even know exist anymore. Absolutely. Now, now. We, I, I highlighted well-being, designing with well-being in mind, and it is a different time post-pandemic, and Correct. kids are are challenged. It's not, it's not a normal back to school that's going to take place because kids. Uh, one of the interesting things uh, I learned from a, a podcast with a uh, with a medical doctor is that the kids' well-being is in a different place right now, and just behavior self-regulation is an issue in itself that a lot of school district leaders are going to and teachers are going to encounter the furniture that i'm sharing right here for you uh those are intentional the design talk to us about the design thing in of those round uh what do you call them uh, our rocker ottomans so yeah that was actually one of the uh, probably the second ever product that we designed in northern Ivel. and mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you a story and i i think that it was this piece that inspired us to carry on designing and designing in this market so essentially this was uh you know we created a kindergarten classroom and we were thematically making it into like a transport theme and you see that little set there we were you know we put three right. of those tables together to make a train and you know at that time everybody we were introducing round ottomans you know into learning environments and my husband Aaron who's the creative director and our product designer you know he had this challenge where the piece kept on rolling away every time we put it on the floor it kept on rolling away and so we took one side off the um you know to keep it so that it lay flat on the ground Within about two days of, you know, this product being inside this classroom, we got a call from the teacher and they were blown away. So what they were discovering was this piece was really helping those learners that needed to move inside the learning mm. environment. That, you know, those kids who are on the spectrum of autism or ADHD, where there was like actually a neurological, um, you know, impact that was happening when they were sitting on the seat. And it was that impact, Robert, that mm -hmm. you know, pulled us in. And we were like, wow, if we can make a, a, an impact in this child's life, 
with this product, what what else can we do and design that's going to be able to, you know, really hit these learners in a different kind of way? And so we do design through that lens. You know, we think about tactile. We think about movement. We think about all of these things when we're creating a product. It's not just about a piece of furniture sitting in a space. Absolutely. And, and the and, and, you know, I definitely was somewhere on the spectrum as a as a kid growing up. And I look back and, you know, hockey was my my passion and i i had a hard time staying still in class right yeah. and, but i had you know one of those ottomans it would have been brilliant for me to expend my energy and, and stay in one spot and work on my my six-pack perhaps but yeah uh, well, for sure. <laughs> well sitting still is is we right. know now it's counterintuitive to learning we understand right. that movement um is a really big important part of being able to focus better inside an environment but the key, Robert, I guess, when you're designing for schools is how to, um, you know, make sure, you know, it's a very it's a it's a very defined market that we're creating product for. So we've really got to hit on those elements as well. But it's got to be functional for the teacher and functional for how we're going to be delivering the curriculum. And so although there are products that are absolutely transferable across different spaces, the way that we bring this kit of parts together, school by school and district by district, is, is, is quite customized. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I was just on a podcast um, last night, Guy Raz, and uh, how he built this. And uh, I was uh, tuned into uh, one of Steve Jobs' Uh, designers, David Kelly, uh, who founded Ideal and, and D-School at Stanford. And he talks about elegance and beauty and inspiration. And I'm just sharing one of the classrooms here as we're preparing for back to school. Uh, your design thinking is very relatable to Apple and harnessing the beauty and, and functionality. Um, so, and that's very intentional, isn't it? It is. Um, creating aspirational environments where kids can learn is when we talk about that, you know, designing for the whole person, that's a very big part of it. Um, oftentimes, you know, we show these progressive classrooms to, to some schools and some districts, and it can be scary because it's change and it's something that's different. Um, but when you give kids these kinds of environments that tells them, we value you, we care about you, we want to give you the very best of these tools and, um, you know, ways to connect with your environment and to get to connect with your peers and your teachers. It shifts the way that they feel about themselves and the way that they feel about their learning. And that's what we start to get into impact, you know, really impactful environments that just do different things. You know, the other thing, the way that we design is everything's designed intentionally to be able to be moved by the learner and to be moved by the user easily. So they can construct environments around themselves very, very quickly to facilitate different transitions, you know, throughout the day from collaboration to small group work to large group presentation to an individual workspace. It's all very agile and adaptable. Now, it sounds like it could be expensive. Talk to me about um, how could schools and, and districts achieve these environments uh, in a cost-effective way and avoiding, you know, the great snapback that uh, Dr. Steve Jordan from 
University of Toronto uh, talks about in uh, in a podcast that we've done and uh, how um, teachers want to, you know, go back to the way it was and the dangers on that. Yeah, so listen, I definitely don't think that we can go back to the way it was. We're not serving our kids, you know, if we're if we're doing that, because we understand, you know, why we're moving to a different kind of mind shift. This is, um, you know, we work predominantly with public school districts. A lot of people might look at this and think it's, you know, for private schools or colleges, but our, our main market is public school districts. They, they get the bonding and the grants to be able to transition to, I think, well, we call it 21st century learning environments. I would hesitate and say it's now a 22nd century learning environment that we're, we're trying to create. Um, I love that. You should go with that because I think 21st century is passe, so why not say 22nd? Yeah, if I'm if we're looking at the 21st century, we're looking backwards, right? So yes. we, we've got to perpetually look forward and how we can do it. And that's we we work very collaboratively and very closely with districts. We understand their budget, mm -hmm. we understand their needs, and and the you know the onus is on us then as designers in these spaces to be able to work within the confines of what we can do for that district. And we're very collaborative as well, Robert, in, you know, there are products of Northern Ival that, you know, facilitate certain things. And then we we work, you know, cooperatively with other manufacturers in this marketplace to be able to really build out that full solution for a school. Thank you for that. And you do your research. So there's academic research uh, that's available and um, that really helps drive the design thinking and you are very engaged with Ed Spaces uh, and the conference, which I'm going to join you uh, on in Oregon, awesome. uh, in Portland. Uh, and that's very, you know, we take that holistic approach. We're in a co-working innovation center. You can see some robotics going on behind me. It's a summer so camp. Cool. I love watching that. And, yeah, and um, so we embrace this mindset. And um, so, from a design thinking perspective, you know, I've heard where in some cases CIOs are brought in when the school is already built. Yep. Okay, so where do you want the technology? I, I think all the stakeholders need to be involved from the design uh, from a blank palette and where you have all your stakeholders, parents, kids, students, teachers, partners, strategic partners, so you can really give proper thought uh, and address the needs of the community. I completely agree with you. And so, I mean, these are conversations that I was having yesterday regarding a district uh, in the United States, and they transitioning to, to, you know, these contemporary learning environments. And the first thing that they were sort of going to do was to select the furniture. And to me, that's the last thing that you need to go and do, you know, right. when you're starting this process. Um, oftentimes in school districts, it's about, you know, helping with a, a mindset shift because it is different. You can't teach in spaces the same, in these spaces mm -hmm. the same as you taught before. And, you know, there's teacher training that's required, you know, as, as part of that process. There's change management, you know, that's required as part of this process. Process, Knowledge building, you know, practical skills that school uh, and, you know, that schools need to be able to inherently put into their classrooms to be able to achieve something different. And so the furniture really, you know, the buildup is understanding what we're doing, how we're doing and what outcome we're working to. 
and how are we going to teach differently in these spaces and what do these spaces mean to us and our learners and then we're going to understand what is the furniture that we actually need to be putting in these spaces that matches up and marries to our curriculum and the culture within this district which is different for different you know schools around the u.s and the well, and globally absolutely and learning is a process and design thinking is a process so uh, they go hand in hand and yep. uh so i'm just sharing one of your case studies here so you, uh i think it's great that you have the resources uh available on your website that will help guide uh leaders and teachers and the community in the design thinking process. So we've seen some incredible designs across Canada and through our conference that we host, you know, uh, across the country that moves around. But I'm still seeing pockets of innovation. The challenge is how do we get beyond it and accelerate? Uh, And I don't want to say redefine, but refine. We need to refine learning. Uh, redefine has been used and I, I just think we need to refine things and not throw away things that have worked well in education. And and there's and that's it. And you you've said it really well. This this is, however, a transformation, not not a substitution. So we take mm-hmm. the things like you said that we've done well, that we do well, and we work out how we're going to bring that over into a contemporary learning model that's going to you know give us the agility to be able to like propel forward um and and i can tell you that technology has probably been the biggest impetus for change that i've seen inside schools and it's allowed learning environments to change because even just taking the teacher from the front of the classroom to now allowing for a 360 degree approach to learning where every child has got the content in their hands as opposed to waiting for one person to deliver it that's a completely different philosophy you know around this type of change and it is a process as you said and design thinking is a process how do we get it out there we work with more and more districts and how we get it out there robert you just touched on it is a lot of research that we put out mm-hmm. and we share with people because one of the biggest the key things that we the re, that we use the research for as i said is how do we use that to understand how do we design better better products better environments right based on what we're seeing, hearing, knowing and understanding. But how do we be a company also that puts the research into the market to help people also see and understand, you know, the why that around we're doing, you know, they they have to be comfortable with the why and we have to be working to an outcome. Well, it it truly is about partnership. and, And we've seen that the pandemic has taught us that, you know, the stakeholder groups, the 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 learning technology, the education suppliers are true partners in the equation when it comes to solving these real world challenges for for teachers and, and leaders in schools. And I see that you're also focused, uh, this is the University of Central Florida, I believe, yeah. uh, 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 case study, which I visited incidentally when I was doing my master's at Pepperdine, they have a virtual reality uh, center that was spectacular yeah uh, that i i visited uh, so you are at the forefront of, of innovation and uh i'm i'm so impressed with uh the, the passion that you and your co-founder uh bring and his design expertise talk to us a little bit about the background of your the designer 
Yes, so uh, my husband, Avron, and actually Northern Ival is his name backwards. So that's where the name came from, although he will tell you that it is sweet, uh, uh, Scandinavian for innovation in design. <laughs> he likes to mess with people. A few people read it and get it straight away. Um, so Avron's an industrial designer. Um, I'll tell you because he's not here listening. He's he's brilliant, um, but I won't tell him that. Yeah, uh, at what he's he does. Grounded. Um, we I, we always laugh and say maybe he designed so well for this for this um, space because he was that kind of a learner. You know, a creative thinker. Um, struggled to to work in the confines of a traditional classroom and so it's like he almost just gets it innately you know what's required from a design perspective um you know and i think from you know him and i as a team i'm out there a lot of the time speaking to people gathering the information one thing he always says to me is don't tell me what to create tell me what the problem is right yes don't tell me to design a chair Tell me what the problem is that I need to solve. And I think, you know, and that's where just this brilliant, uh, you know, thing happens. And, and, and we start seeing these products that you've never seen before in this type of environment. Amazing. So what advice do you offer uh, school districts that uh, are looking to perhaps go down this journey or school that's looking to, you know, retrofit and, uh, and you know, be more innovative minded when it comes to school design thinking? So I think firstly, begin with the end in mind, understand what your goals and outcomes are, and then what action steps you need to take in order to get there. Understand properly how to engage your teachers and educators and leaders in the district, you know, to be able to um, help get this, you know, integrated properly into the system definitely seek out advice and guidance from educational experts who've been working in this industry around learning environments and redefining curriculum inside these new environments the help is out there seek it um you know and then just really engage with those people uh externally that you feel like can come in and help you realize your vision from a design perspective and as you've kept on touching on Robert, it's a design thinking process. You know, it, it really is a, a, a process and it's open-ended. Um, you know, there's really no end at this stage to even creating these environments. Taking a slow approach is perfectly fine. Piloting things and, and putting proper parameters around, you know, how we're going to integrate this into our school building. That's those, those are great things to do to get started and I, I would hesitate that you know you want to start small and not do a complete change until you've been able to work with the educators and the leaders inside your district to really be able to facilitate that change properly well Jolene uh, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story and your passion for making an impact on our future leaders and uh, and and you're going global you're not just in the us you want to come into canada and you 
are available in Canada. So how might they get in touch with you? Yes, yeah, so we are available in Canada. We've got distribution there um, through various people. So through our website, we can put you in touch with people in Canada. Obviously, we've done a lot of work in Australia. We've also done a lot of work um, in you know Saudi Arabia, in London, in Singapore. So we we do uh, we are very blessed to be able to have been working globally around this shift in in educational environment. With that, thank you again, uh, Jolene. That was Jolene Levin, the CEO and co-founder of Norville Nibel uh, out of the US, uh, a leading global innovative school furniture design company. My name is Robert Martellacci, the Mindshare Learning Report. Be sure to check out WW Mindshare Learning to get your latest issue. And until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and keep the learning curve steep. Thank you.